There's a famous saying from the Chazanish, which needs, which needs explanation. Chazanish says that although the yeshivas are a wonderful thing, yeshivas don't produce Kedayim. That's a surprising thing to say. If they don't produce Kedayim, then what does? So first let's explain what the Chazanish meant. Now, I'll explain it simply like this. If you had to give a class, and you have a lot of students in front of you, some of them are weaker students, they have a hard time understanding, some, a lot of them are more or less average, and you have a few mitzionim, a few exceptional students, and you have to think, who am I going to pitch the class to? Am I going to make it on the level that is very simple, and even the weakest guys understand? Am I going to make it on the level in the middle somewhere? Or am I going to make it a really hard class? And I hope that the three or four best students will have what I'm saying. What would you think? Average average. Average average. What do you think? The middle. The middle. Everyone's going to do that because the reason for that is that way I managed to get most of the people on board and I hope that the guys who are above average will still understand and maybe the guys below average will still try hard and get something out of it. Right? So that's as far as the class goes. Now let's ask a second question. If I had to make a system, I could either pitch a system for the high achievers the guys who are working really hard, they'll manage the system. Or I could pitch it for the, the, the weakest people in the system. That are, or, again, somewhere in the middle. And again, I'm sure it'll tell me. If you have to make, how hard you're going to make the system, where you're going to aim it at, you're going to aim it at the average. Okay. So the issue is a system. It's a system for people to come, to learn, to grow, to develop. But, what level have you pitched the issue at? at the average. So that most of the people in the system are going to do well and come out successful. That's what the Chazanish meant. Godless, greatness is exceptional. You can't pitch the system for the exception. It doesn't work. You have to pitch a system for the average. But, therefore, you'll never get a yeshiva which is geared only to produce Kedonim. A yeshiva is produced for the average that will come through the yeshiva, and that's the standard we're setting it at. Rebaran, Zechran, and Rafa said the same thing when he built Lakewood. He said, Adel Lakewood will come, Kedalim will come, Rabbanim will come, Dayanim will come, Neitaira, will come people in Adelan. And it's understood, yeshiva, there will be a lot of people who go through yeshiva. It can't be pitched at a level that only the top will succeed. But if that's the case, the yeshiva is there to serve the average. The storim are there for the average amount of time that a person, the regular person can go through. The expectations of how much to learn, or how deeply to learn, is geared for the standard. So then for those of us who want to go above average, and who want to achieve more, where you've been given the tools to do that? And therefore, this is not a new invention. There was always the optional extra for guys who want to achieve more. There was always the added, so to speak, level for people who want to do better. It's not mechaif. It's not part of the curriculum. The curriculum is the average. But it pushes you beyond that for people who want to go more. Now, in the Muslim Yeshiva, it's what we used to call Vadim. Vadim means it's a small select group. And you're going to work with, together as a group to do more than the regular. No yeshiva from the time of Kelm 
ever had a compulsory vat? Because that ruins the point of it. Something compulsory, something which yeshiva mandates, has to be what the regular people can do. The average of that yeshiva, or whatever level the yeshiva is holding. But there has to be the, the trap also for guys who want to do more. And therefore, that's the point of adding. They're not compulsory. Many people want them. People who want to work with them and achieve more. But the second point is that it has to be something which is after a person is already doing the average, the basic, what the shiva requires, now let's look ahead. Let's try more than that. A vat never replaced the basics. It's the service. It's the addition which comes after the basics already being done. That's the first point. The second point. Explaining the structure of a vat. And that is, the mashkichim of old always used to reach their students in one of two ways. The one way, which you're all familiar with, is a public speech, a shmuzah, if you want to call it that, in front of the whole, in front of the whole What's the benefit of a public speech? The benefit is it provides inspiration. A person who is dynamic, a person who gets, in, gets the tzibur involved in what he's saying, everyone comes away a bit inspired. And whenever he's talking about chesed, people feel more of a reason to be chesed. He's talking about tefillah, people don't be married better than that. But, inspiration, by definition, is temporary. It's like anything else. which a person gives you a high, it lifts you up, and for however long it lasts, you do better, and better temporary. It doesn't last. So if you want to cause consistent and long-lasting change in a person, that's not the way to do it. What's the way to cause someone to change? It has to be a slow, structured approach. It's not sudden inspiration of that. It's, wow, amazing, I'm going to draw harder. If you're into a person's emotions, if you're into a person's, so to speak, sense of being inspired, it'll work, and it's good that people are inspired, but it won't last. And you'll be inspired again. If you want someone to develop, to change, you have to work with his mind. And you have to go in small, concrete steps that a person can build in themselves slowly, step by step, and over the long time, he's created the change. And once again, this is the idea of a vat. The idea of a vat is to take a topic, to take a topic, to work on it consistently, methodically, step by step, and over the course of time, you will see how it's developed a certain new awareness in a person. If it's the vat on Twitter, then a person learns how to dive in differently. If it's a vat on Emunah, it, it develops a person's living with Emunah. And if in the, in the topic over here, it's a vat on Torah, then it's a systematic approach to learning better. Therefore, the ground rules for the vat are, number one, it's voluntary, which means one's forced to come here and one's forced to stay. And you feel it's not what you want, and it could be right after the first slide also. It's understood. It's not part of the issue of the curriculum. Number one. Number two, if you do want to stay, it has to be it has to be consistent. Because it's not just random ideas. You're going in order. And then if you miss steps along the way, the structure doesn't work. Now the sound points are making up. Uh value with things which are given by the From door to door. And uh, most of the principles I'm telling you, even if I'm saying in my own words, are principles I heard from Mamashrichim. And just when it comes to the vad and learning. So what's the point of the vat? We've all been learning for years already. We've all been learning for years, and uh, we think of a method in learning. And the reason I always answer that question is, 
because most people haven't yet developed method in mind, even if they have been doing it for a long time. What do I mean by method in mind? Most people will tell you that if you'd ask them what Masechta did you learn three years ago, four years ago, how well do they remember? Let's be honest with ourselves and say not very well. And now here's a question I want to know. Right? Let's say you have a guy who spends the years of his life when he's 18 till he's 21 in Yishev. He's learned three years, he's learned three Masechtas. But he's not going to come out confidently at the end saying, I know all the three Masechtas well. And let's say that same guy's friend went to medical school. And he spent three years learning physiology, anatomy. And at the end he wants to pass his exams to become a doctor. And he's going to tell the exam, you know, I learned three years ago, how am I to remember that? But that doesn't work. If you learn it, you meant to know it. And you're going to test it on it. And if you forgot what you learned two years ago, you're never going to, you're never going to get a degree because you meant to remember it. Now here's the question. These guys aren't necessarily that much more gifted than guys in Yeshiva. They're your friends. So how come the expectation there is, what you learn, you have to know? And Yeshiva is not the expectation that what you learn, you're going to forget. Why? If a guy is able to remember three years of medical textbooks, of accountancy tables, that's what he's going to college for, so why can we expect it to learn three years of Gomorrah it's a question, huh? The only answer is, is because you were never trained how to learn to remember. You never trained how to learn to remember, and that's why you don't. A person learns something, he goes to the next thing, he starts to forget the old one. If he was down in Atlanta, he forgot it, forgot it completely. It's not because you don't want to remember, of course we do. It's because you never trained how to. Number one. Number two. That's the first point. It's not just a young girl, Bachem. I always tell her a story because until today, I remember it well, it made such a big impact on me. When I went to the mirror as a Bachem, so it was before the mirror of today, there weren't so many buildings, there was the main base measure. So it wasn't like there was a separate building for Bachem, a separate building for Abrechem. It was the main base measure ever together. And I remember the first day coming to the yeshiva and looking for a seat in the main medrash. And I found a place and sat down to learn, Chavrusa. And a few minutes later, two older men with white beards shuffled past me to that on the bench right next to me. And the one says to the other one, Look, a new bacha came to the yeshiva. And he turns to me, and Baba Kama says, Bacha, the first time in Baba Kama. So I asked him, how long have you been in the yeshiva for? In the mirror. So they look at each other and they make a cheshpah and say, this is us. our sixth Baba Kama in the mirror. It's a five year cycle, so it's over 30 years. So, and obviously, we, you know, we experts, you learned it so many times already. Okay, I don't know, versus the two of them next to me. A few months into the winter's month, I heard them arguing point with each other. One was saying like this, the other was saying like that. Now I was in a show, we were about a daf or two ahead of where they were. And what they were arguing about was exactly what the Gemara discussed in the daf later. I couldn't believe it, what they were arguing about. So, I uh, 
join the discussion, I said, the Mercy. This is the first Gemara. First, he said, yeah. The Naya Bokha tells us it's a Gemara. The new boy is telling us it's a Gemara. He said, we've done Bokha six times, where's your Gemara? So I turned over the page, and there it is. I have to tell you nothing to say. I thought, you can spend 30 years learning. Learn the same sentence six times, and you don't remember what the Gemara says. And I heard the story, I saw in their eyes, like the feeling of the look of defeat. Like, we, we think we're the big Bikim, we know them exactly so well, we didn't even remember the Gemara. And that's what I showed me. That a person can spend their whole life learning, but if they don't learn how to learn, it's a tragedy. They don't remember what they learned. That's the first point. The second point. The second point. We're talking about learning Eon. Now, we can listen to the Magid Shia, he's an experienced Talmud Chachim, whoever it's going to be, and he knows how to weave together the question of Rabbi Kiva Eg and the answer of Iktos, and the Rechaim over here, and the Deva Gorach Ber. We think to ourselves a second, one second, how am I going to do that one day? I also want to be able to learn the Eon. I don't want to just follow someone else's Shia, I want to get there myself. Alright, where do I start? Open the Gemara, the big Kovitz and Fosher, where do I start? And what do I do? Just read everything? What's the way to do it? And now once again, you've been to Shirim for years. You've heard lots of Chashem Rabbani explaining different Gemaras to you. But has anyone given you a Mahalach? How do I do this myself? Where do I start with? What do I focus on? What am I meant to think? And the answer is no. Then that's why when guys try on their own, and now I want to try and work on my own to develop a Sogit, to wrap my own Chabura, to prepare a Shir, I don't know where to start. And it's the same problem. No one's been trained how to do it. You've learned, you've watched other people do it, you've learned the fortune. But there's a tremendous value in methodology. Learning how to do it. So it's about two levels. The first one is how to learn to remember. We don't forget everything we know. And the second one is how to learn beyond. A mahalach, an approach. Step by step, what do we need to do? Now, talk about a sense of avastar. Sometimes, especially after fears and shit, I start to feel I'm missing something. I'm missing something. Why do I also feel that sense of avastar? Right? You talk about Gedalim with it as their whole life, their whole love, their whole passion of learning. We think, well, it's just not for us then, because we don't feel that way. Yes, we do it, we're good boys, we listen to the story, we come, right? But to feel that we're excited about it, to feel that we're running to say that because we're looking forward to it, we don't. The person does a reality check at some stage and feels, I'm missing out somewhere. Why, not, why did I never feel that way? The answer I heard from one of the burning who's lived already, his name is Rebbechli Lefkowitz, but Salon said like this. He said, I have a story is the parameter, it's the way to check if you're learning right. Because if a person is learning properly, it will automatically develop avastar. If a person is not, then he's just getting frustrated. Frustrated, and he, may, he won't feel avastar, but there's a problem with that, he hasn't learned properly. He says the Torah, if it's learned properly, creates it. It creates it on its own. They don't have to work on it separately. And therefore, it comes back to the same point you started with. If someone looks back at his years spent learning, and he feels, I'm not enjoying it. The chances are he's not learning right. Because when a person does learn right, 
So that, that develops the feeling of connection, it develops the feeling of interest in what he wants to do. And I understand this Vachim very well. I understand this Vachim very well. The disappointment at not remembering what I learned two weeks ago. It doesn't bring me love, but it brings me, it brings me sadness. So the feeling of loss, I don't know where to go, I don't know where to turn, I don't know how to do things on my own. Very often, I don't even know how to make a learning limitations. No one taught me the skills how to do it. That doesn't create ava. It creates a feeling of helplessness. Therefore, the point of the vat. The point of the vat is to discuss a systematic approach in three levels. Number one is how to learn the first time. Number two is how to remember. We'll call it the case. Three is how to develop the skills for you. And if you apply it, you will start to see a difference in your life. And that's the last point of a vibe. It's only once a week. And the reason for that is I could talk for three hours and give you ten rules in a row. But it's not going to work. Because a vibe should be built systematically. So this was just an introduction. But when you start a vibe, it's going to be to tell you something to do. Try it out. Do it. See if it works for you. In the old vibe, each week when they ever regathered, managed to keep it up. How did you find that you managed to keep it up? We got everyone to tell how they found I don't want to do that because guys don't always want to admit Barabu. If I did it, I didn't do it, I forget. I remember. But do the assessment for yourself. I'm going to give you answers. Try it out. See if it makes a difference. Next point. I'm not making up a single thing. Every single answer I'm going to tell you is referred to the Gemara. The Gemara itself gives the answers how to learn. The only pity is it's not in Shavish Masechus. Which means we're, oh, you'll never find these things. And then. If you've learned those Masechas and you know what the Gemara is saying, you've seen these rules yourself. I'm just going to translate them, explain them, adapt them into to the terms we work with today, and then it's up to you guys to try that. And that's what we said. A bad is systematic building. Step by step. It can take time. The Rambam already talks about this. The Rambam talks about developing a, a connection to Tvin, which is also a Hashem thing to talk about. It's also something we haven't been taught. If I'm not talking about things we haven't been taught, the biggest tragedy, in my opinion, is no one's taught us how to learn Musa. We think of Muslim learning as a study we can go outside and rest. We don't know what to do. Well, who taught us how to learn Musa? Who taught us how to work on ourselves? Just an open sefer and, and, and chocolate over it and make sad sounds, and it does nothing. It's also a skill which has to be learned. It is an approach how to learn. So we're going to try. We're going to work on developing and approach all these things, again, from the words of the Gemara, from the words of Chazal, we'll put it into action. Hopefully, systematically, we will build in ourselves a mahalik, a logical approach to how we're going to approach learning altogether, and then within that broader category, specific points in learning, whether it's Gemara, whether it's Salacha, whether it's Musa, whether it's Ion, in a way which we can, so to speak, understand what we do and how to do, how to feel a connection to your learning. We start to feel a sense of our status. Because that's a, at, at the end of the day the goal we're trying to reach. We can say finally, Kiheim Khayen of Ayrich Hamein of Hem Nagyam Garaya. This was the introduction. This is the introduction. It's up to you guys now. We heard what I want to talk about. We decided this is what you want to do. This is what you want to spend time on doing. And like I said, the commitment from you is that it's going to be something consistent. Develop, discuss. The next idea. And uh, also provide the feedback. If you find that something which is working, you find it's too difficult, you have to break down into smaller chunks and go more slowly. 
or it's working well, it'll go more quickly, the phase will depend on you. And then, Vedasha, we'll be able to look back at this year as the year we learned how to learn and it'll make a difference to all other areas each.